Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find pimp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. That was a lame little golf clap had going on there. Lordy B. Let's see if we're even on air. <laughs> That's always fun to find out. I can actually call into the show and see. That's probably a good thing. Um, because I don't see anybody else online but us right now. I never can tell who's online. That's a crazy thing. I stare at my computer and I'm like, are you even there? <laughs> All right, well, we'll we'll phone. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. We were supposed to have a guest on today. Um, can't make it this week. We're going to have it uh, in the next couple weeks. But we do have a lot of a lot of new guests coming on. Um, so be sure to tune in. And uh, you can actually call in at 646-915-8421. And if you want to uh, come on air, all you have to do is press pound one or hashtag one <laughs> for all you youngsters out there. Hashtag one. And then we'll know you're in the queue and you're ready to go and you're live and all that good stuff's happening. Oh, and look at that. I'm on. Well, I think I'll just leave myself on and mute myself um, just in case uh, the show fails again, which it sure will. Um, <coughs> yeah, we're just going to leave myself in the queue. Uh, so welcome to Weekday Wednesday, everybody, for the besties. August 19th, I can't even believe it. So crazy how far into this insane year we are. Yeah, insane year. There was an insane laugh. I don't have to. We don't need it. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy year. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves. And um, Silver Sister, we are sending lots of love and prayers your way for everything happening over there. Uh, Cannabis Kid is not here today. Oh, he's out doing good things for the world. So, yay, golf clap. We need to go golfing. I'm sorry, out there. Um, and then, let's see, what else is going on? Well, um, you know, politics are happening. Um, yeah, I know it. I know it. But we have to talk about it. Um, because there's an initiative for marijuana coming to the ballot. And you, you might all get excited about it. In fact, a lot of you are. Um, but... I'm not so excited about it, and I know some of you aren't either. Uh, it's not the best initiative. And I say, why put something crappy out there 
if it's not complete. Already the people that are supporting this and writing and, and talking about this and help to write it are saying, well, we're already looking forward to 2024. What the hell for? Sorry, why don't we focus on now? Um, there are so many promises in this initiative or seeming to be promises that just aren't. So we're going to actually just read the darn thing on the air. You could just get, uh, you could judge for yourself that it sucks uh, really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but guess what? The Tombstone Dispensary closed. So any Tombstone, the Benson Dispensary. So anyone in Tombstone and anywhere around the Benson area, all over that area, Benson, Sierra Vista dispensaries have closed. I'm sorry for the patients. Um, let's see, Green Valley is open. I still uh, is still open, I believe. And I'll check on some other ones. Um, I think Kathy's compassion is closed. I'm not sure. We'll have to check. There, it, there are current updated lists in the Tucson Weekly, um, which is basically all the weekly is about right now. <laughs> Read. Why do I need? But let's get some bigger papers in there. Um, also, you can go to um, the best of Vote Tucson, and you can vote for um, Tumbleweed Hill Center right now. That would be fantastic. We would really, really, really appreciate it. So get on over there. Or check out Tumbleweed Health Center. And then you can um, just click on the little picture. It'll take you right over, and you can vote your little heart away. We really appreciate it. Um, it is so flipping hot these days. Yeah. Oh, it's like, what is today supposed to be, 100 billion degrees? It's literally, um, we had a record. Actually, we're having record heat days all the time now. Uh, it's 85 right now, which is just hot. Uh, it's supposed to be 108 today. And then <laughs> we're going to cool down and then go back up again. Cool down meaning a low of 100. Um, and then we go back up to 107 again. This is just ridiculous. And there's no rain in sight for for the monsoons. Yeah. They're calling them nonsoons right now. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, let's see. Shovelweed Health Center. <laughs> Excuse me. You can come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're on the southeast corner of Broadway and Swan. Uh, come get certified. Come get some CBD. Come get some information. Uh, you can get a consultation with a doctor if you're wondering if this is the way for you. Um, come get a consultation and chat with one of our awesome doctors today. Uh, if you want to get certified, just bring your medical records in with you, something in the last 12 months that shows the condition you want your card for. I love it. I say, what do you want the card for? And they go, Marijuana. So, <laughs> well, this isn't a harem card. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I know that, but. <laughs> oh, some weeds. Just um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so come on down. And if you <laughs> want to check out uh, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, go to the certification section. And there is a list right there, right there where it says book appointment. If you just Click that book appointment button. I don't know. Does that not look like a button? Maybe it, maybe it doesn't. But you, when you put your little mouse over it or whatever the heck, mine's a little hand here. Go, oh, it turns into a hand, and then you can click it. You can book your appointment right there. Okay. <clears throat> if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, uh, AIDS, chronic pain, that includes everything, migraines, fibromyalgia, DDD, you know it if you have it, um, uh, severe nausea and uh, that's anything that causes that seizures including epilepsy all types of seizures any kind of seizure any kind of shakes Parkinson's anything like that 
HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease. If you don't know about Crohn's, you don't want to know about Crohn's. I found I I don't have it. I found out about it, uh, and I've heard wonderful things about hemp and Crohn's, CBD and the like. Uh, agitation of Alzheimer's. You can get your card if um, you have it, or someone can get it if you know someone that has it. Anywhere, dementia, Alzheimer's, there's several different kinds. Um, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And the great thing about this state, I don't even know if they did this or they realized that they did this, but um, if you have a condition <clears throat> and they're giving you something for that condition, some sort of you know, chemical pill or treatment or whatever it is they're doing to you. And that causes you any of these things. You can get your card just for that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can also email thctucson at gmail.com. And if you go right to our website, you can book your appointment there. You can go down, scroll down, and there's uh, forms at the bottom of each of the, most of the pages, I believe, that allow you to ask a question and send it in. (laughs) I like the the responses we get are the, the forms, they're called forms. We get these forms. And it'll just say something like milkshake in the subject line and nothing else. I'm like, okay, chocolate. Yeah, oh, extra whipped cream. Because the fool behind you didn't get any. I want theirs. Yeah. So anyway, anywho. All right. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. Come get some information. Come get certified. Come get some CBD. We have some awesome products. You know what products I love, I absolutely love? Ever since I found out about this, I've probably used a billion yards of this. Uh... Hempwick, yeah, by Raw Natural Unbleached Hemp and Beeswax. Um, there's 20 feet, uh, 6 meters. I probably use a thousand years of this stuff. It's so awesome. Where is it? Poland. <laughs> All right. Made in Poland. I have not heard that. I don't know uh, if ever. I'll keep the wrapper just because of that. Made in Poland. I think we have another one that's organic uh, hemp and beeswax. So organic beeswax too, probably. Yeah. Ooh. So what you do is instead of putting your lighter up to your bowl or whatever your joint, whatever it is you're going to inhale, you don't want to inhale the butane. So you light this, and it lights like a little candle. And... It even sets like one. They figured it out. Yay. Yeah, get a little golf clap for that because, um, yeah, sometimes you can't, like, set it down. You've got too many things going on. But anyway, you can light your bowl with this. And there's no butane. You know, back in the day, you wanted to save the butane. Well, you're saving it now. You just don't want to inhale that stuff, though, because it's just nasty. Anyway, that's my rant for raw <laughs> hempwick. It's called hempwick, and you should come down and get some because it's really, really awesome. 
my tray looks like a little uh, tribute to Raw, actually. It's got all sorts of raw things on there. It's got a raw rolling, a roller, because I can't roll a joint. Like, you know, you see, like, James Dean or whoever rolling a cigarette or something, rolling something. I cannot do that to save my life. I put it in there, and everything gets smashed, or I don't know what happens. The paper falls apart. It's just not me. So I cheat. I absolutely do. I cheat. And you get a damn good joint when I cheat, so no one's complaining about that. <clears throat> okay, so. There's controversy, controversy. Uh, with the initiative that's uh, in the house right now. Um, and what I'm going to do is read it again, because I've read it twice already, I believe. <laughs> and um, so I'll read it again. And my apologies. Is that any better? Oh, I know why I'm very far away. Better. Okay, that's better. All right. Well, thanks again, folks, for tuning in to Weekday Wednesday. Holy crap, Rolly. You know, they, this company sucks. I'm just going to say it. Um, every time I do the show, uh, and here, they want to know how the quality was. How would you rate the quality of the call? They're already asking. Um, the call ended unexpectedly. Duh. Feedback. Are you kidding? So um, I'm not even going to bother that. That was the was to try Skype. And so far, two weeks in a row, Skype's gone, and now I've had to get calling in most of my life. So really? You can hear me now? Really, really? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how far we got, <laughs> and I don't know how long Silver Sister was tuned in. Did you hear any of the initiative that was read at all? Anything? Do I have to go back from the beginning? Oh, no. Here we go. The big answer. Was any of the initiative read? Of course, I didn't get very far in the first place because I can't <laughs> I can't get past my own comments. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We're just going to start the initiative over. Here we go. Arizona Act. Statutes amending Title 36, um, cutting out again. Uh, let's see, adding Chapter 20.2, amending Title 42, Chapter 5, Arizona Revised Statutes by adding Article 10. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, let me see if I put my. Earbobs didn't, that didn't better. 
be able to connect better with these suckers in here. We might be able to have better sound anyway. Let's see if we even connect because all this technology is just crapping out on me again. <laughs> oh, man. Anything? Let's see. No, I know what to do. Come on. What are voices here? <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Um, hold on. We're going to try another form of technology. I'm glad we didn't have a guest today because this is just and maybe it's tech guy chiming in to say boo on the initiative. We don't like it. We don't want it. Don't have it. Um, it's better-ish. Okay. Well, we're going to try this. I'm going to put some earbobs in. I think that's what they used to call them back in the day. Earbobs. Okay. Now. Can you hear me now? Am I better now? Hopefully this is even better. Okay. Maybe not. I don't even know because I can't call back in to the show to find out if I'm on. <laughs> okay, thumbs up. Yay. My Lord. Gosh, technology. Okay, we beat it. We beat technology. All right. So <clears throat> um, here we go. Where were we? Amending, oh, adding Article 10, amending Title 43, Chapter 1, Article 1, Arizona Revised Statute by adding Section 43208 uh, oh, and relating, uh, which relating to the responsible adult use regulation and taxation of marijuana. Okay. Wow. Be it enacted by people of the state of Arizona, and I want to put in there some. If you didn't catch that joke earlier, that was funny. Some of the people. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> section one, short title. This act may be cited as the, quote, Smart and Safe Arizona Act, quote, period. Section two, findings and declaration of purpose. The people of the state of Arizona find and declare as follows, and again, this is if you voted in, so I'm not going to. One, in the interest of the efficient use of law enforcement resources, enhancing revenue for public purposes and individual freedom, the responsible adult use of marijuana should be legal for persons 21 years of age or older subject to state regulation, taxation, and local ordinance. And why aren't they calling it cannabis? Yeah. Two, in the interest of the health and public safety of our citizenry, the legal adult use of marijuana should be regulated so that A, Legitimate tax-paying business people and not criminal actors conduct sales of marijuana. B, marijuana sold in this state is tested, labeled, and subject to additional regulations to ensure that consumers are informed and protected. C, employers retain their rights to maintain drug and alcohol-free places of employment. <clears throat> D, the health and safety of employees in the marijuana industry are protected. E, individuals must show proof of age before purchasing marijuana. <laughs> uh, F, selling, transferring, or providing marijuana to minors and other individuals under the age of 21 remains illegal. G, driving, flying, or boating while impaired to the slightest degree by marijuana remains illegal. Section 3. All right, so right there uh, in C, 2C. Employers retain the rights to maintain drug and alcohol-free places of employment. So right there it says, if you have cannabis in your system, 
correct me if I'm wrong out there. Anyone want to call in? 646-915-8421. That employers can fire you. And right below it, it says, um, the health and safety of employees in the marijuana industry are protected, though. So, hmm. And who's boating around here? Who's got the boat? (laughs) That's one that always cracks me up. Who's got the boat? Well, why don't you say, like, you know, driving a scooter or a motorcycle or a moped? I mean, you could just go off on the kinds of, you know, automobiles. What about snowmobiles? All right. Let it go. Um, Section 3, 36-2817, Arizona Revised Statutes is amended to read um, 36-2817, Medical Marijuana Fund and private donations. Did you hear that? Private donations. Medical Marijuana Fund is established consisted of fees collected, civil penalties imposed, and private donations received under this chapter. The department shall administer the fund. Money in the fund are continuously appropriated. The director, B, the director of the department may accept and spend private grants, private gifts, private donations, private contributions, and private devices to assist in carrying out the provisions of this chapter. Now, seriously, are you serious? No, not even. And Siri's like, what? 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 How can I help you? I'm like, okay, Siri, you can change this. This is ridiculous. Well, I'm on page one, and if you guys don't see the wrongdoings already on page one, you need to go back and reread it again. Um, so, see monies in the medical marijuana fund do not revert to the state general fund at the end of a fiscal year. <laughs> Did you hear that? They don't go back to the state general fund at the end of a fiscal year. B, on the effective date of this amendment to this section, the director of the department shall transfer the following sums from the medical marijuana fund for the following purposes. One, $15 million to the Arizona Teachers Academy Fund established by section 15-1655. And this is where we all need to read what these these um, are. $10 million, number two, goes to the department to fund the formation and operation of council, commission, and programs dedicated to improving public health, including teen suicide prevention, the Maternal Mortality Review Program, Improving Youth Health, Substance Abuse Prevention, Addressing Adverse Childhood Experiences, the Arizona Poison Control System established pursuant to Section 36-1161, the Arizona Health Improvement Plan, the Child Fatality Review Team established pursuant to 36-3501, and the Chronic Pain Self-Management Program. Okay. Wow, so first of all, who picks these and how's that getting divided? Three, $10 million to the Governor's Office of Highway Safety to distribute grants for the following purposes. A, reducing impaired driving included conducting training programs and purchasing equipment for detecting, testing, and enforcing laws against driving, flying, or boating while impaired. B, Equipment training and personnel costs for dedicated traffic enforcement. $2 million to the department to implement, carry out, and enforce Chapter 28.
$4 million to the department to distribute grants to qualified nonprofit entities that will provide outreach to individuals who may be eligible to file a petition for expungement pursuant to Section 36-2862 and will assist with the expungement petition process. <clears throat> the department shall distribute grants pursuant to the paragraph on or before June 30, 2021. Let's go back over that. That's just five. This is part of your expungement. This is your whole big expungement thing. $4 million to the department. Okay? Boom. Uh, they have to distribute grants to qualified nonprofit entities that will provide outreach to individuals who may be eligible. Which and what's eligibility? And they are just eligible to file petitions for expungement. You see right there, Safer Arizona, this is what I'm talking about. First of all, you have to be eligible, and then you're filing another petition for expungement pursuant to Section 36-2862. They'll assist with the expungement petition process. The department shall distribute grants pursuant to this paragraph on or before June 30, 2021. <clears throat> More to look into. And this is what I'm talking about, folks. You have got to read between the lines because the expungement is not just instant. That's right. But you know what is? I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking What you know about the science of marijuana? What you 
know about people suffering from glaucoma. They need it. They need it. It helps them with their condition. If you don't believe me, then just ask some eye physicians. Thank your granddad for voting for that guy, Richard. Nixon is the president who made the plants illegal. But science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal. Alcohol and tobacco, pharmaceutical prisons. I'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers. They're making money day and night, all those motherfuckers. And bribing Congress out of sight, all those motherfuckers. They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimp shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a five shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed. These special interest groups have kept these laws with bribery. I'm gonna spend some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a black shop. This is fucking awesome. Right, welcome back to Weed Wednesday, everybody. Always a magical morning. Um, are reading the Safe, Smart and Safe Arizona Act, the initiative that's probably going on the ballot um, this November. <laughs> Just my opinion. <laughs> but I can have it. <laughs> you heard it here. We say Wednesday. Okay. Um, we're talking about the expungement thing. It's not instant. It's not instantaneous. And not everybody's just going to get expunged when this passes. Here it is. Number five. $4 million goes to the department to distribute grants to qualified nonprofit entities that will provide outreach to individuals who may be eligible. So who's eligible to file petitions for expungement pursuant to Section 362862 and will assist with the expungement uh, petition process. The department shall distribute grants pursuant to this paragraph on or before June 30th, 2021. Uh, six, $2 million to the department to develop and implement in conjunction with the Department of Economic Security and other state agencies, a social equity ownership program to promote the ownership and operation of marijuana establishments and marijuana testing facilities by individuals from communities uh, disproportionately impacted by the enforcement of previous marijuana law. For the purpose of this paragraph, Marijuana establishment and marijuana testing facility have the same meaning prescribed in Section 36-2850. A million dollars goes, number seven, to the Department to fund programs and grants to qualified nonprofit organizations for the education and community outreach related to Chapter 28.2 of this title. And number eight, one million dollars to the Smart and Safe Arizona Fund established by Section 36-2856, and it doesn't even say what 
for. They just get a million dollars. They just get it. Seriously? So already the director of the program can take private gifts and private donations and private monies and private uh, boats, (laughs) whatever the heck they want, and then the Smart and Safe Arizona Fund just gets a million dollars. Doesn't even say why and what they're using it for. Oh, my God. All right. And you know what? We're going to stop right there. And we are going to go and um, we're going to listen to some positive vibes right now from our friend Doug Pine, who we love dearly. Um, And we are continuing to read American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. All right. So we'll continue on listening to Mr. Doug Pine. Let's see if this works. If I do this. Customers who wind up in Okay. You're serving your family, community, and species. By doing something that 10 years ago could have gotten you 10 years to life, now it's extending your life and hopefully helping the customers who wind up enjoying the harvest. Chapter 6 on Weeding, Watering, and Organic Certification, Oregon, 2018. This is what I love about flowers. Wherever possible, they just grow in between the weeds, so confident of their short-lived beauty. Osman Naki. Even once they've irreversibly lost into planting what they want to grow, farmers love to second-guess their plans for the plants that they might not want to grow. In Oregon in 2018, it was Edgar's Uncle Randy who brought up weeding protocol. Randy was our 18 tractor driver and at that moment was revving the vehicle's engine loudly to get it unstuck from a patch of midfield quicksand. So he asked me in what you might call his outdoor voice if I agreed that the previous week's foot-deep tilling of the interwoven pasture grasses, prickly lettuce, and clover that had been lining the field for two decades was the way to go. Yup, that was a specific answer for a specific field. The core weeding question to research and answer before you head into planting day in any ecosystem is, should you think of all plant species other than your hemp as enemies? Or are some of them more sister crops or even companion plants than weeds? For regenerative farmers, another way of posing this question is, Do you assiduously yank or chop anything that might compete with your hemp following planting? Or do you rediscover the benefits of polyculture? Overall, I've had best results by implementing the latter philosophy. In Vermont in 2018, our monster samurai plants, some 12 feet tall, were surrounded by milkweed, which helps sustain our root zone biome. In many rows that year, you could find a dozen or two of the foot-and-a-half-tall potted crop oozing milk and silk on you as you cartwheel by. Sometimes they were packed in tight clusters, virtual forests of milkweed. The hemp plants love these friends, obviously. Plus, we humans benefited from the age-reversing practice of dodging drunken monarch butterflies all season. Out on Colorado's western slope, similarly... The Salt Creek Crew encourages tiny clover forests to cluster in the shade of its sensimia hemp crop. These nitrogen fixers 
have the three-tiered role of one, feeding the soil, two, attracting bees, and three, distracting grasshoppers from the hemp plants. In Aaron's words, we were the only field on the slope that I know of that didn't have grasshopper issues last season. Mm -hmm. Some folks are into permaculture principles, which I encourage. I'm going to sidestep the till versus no-till discussion, except to say that while I try to treat soil gently, in my experience, true no-till techniques will only work well in healthy soil. If your soil is stressed, your crop is going to want as much help as possible. My New Mexico home soil being healthy and the acreage small, for instance, I hand-planted on the ranch in 2019 barely moving the crusty soil culture except as necessary to midwife a seed a half inch under the surface to be babysat by worms. As I examined the whorehound's forking maze of omnidirectional roots in the soil earlier today, my fingers are still whorehound redolent as I type, mixed with a little globe mallow, I was grateful for its work eating my family's well-being by aerating the soil. That's free interior decorating for beneficial microbes. Let's not get too dreamily crunchy about the weed discussion, though. Farmers have to be pragmatic. That might be the one-sentence summary of this book. For generations, professional farmers like Dan Townsend in Washington have lived in abject fear of the region's prolific, if beautiful, yellow-blossomed mullen stalks getting ahead of the money crop. Listening to Dan and his brother talk about Mullen is like reading about pre-revolution Russians speaking of wolves. Legends of were-Mullen scare Pacific Northwest children around campfires, and they do have amazingly durable, extensive roots. Closer to the equator in Hawaii, each time I joined Kimo Simpliciano in his moringa fields, I relearned that agriculture in the subtropics can require not just daily, but twice, sometimes thrice daily weeding. Your target crop grows into trees in the subtropics, but so does everything, Kimo taught me. It's true. Nearly everyone in Hawaii fruiting 11-foot papaya in her yard from a seed she tossed over her shoulder four years ago. Mm-hmm. It is borderline terrifying to see how much plant mass can accumulate over the course of an afternoon. <laughs> One time before his fire, I actually took a morning and afternoon photo in Kimo's field to prove we had weeded the field earlier that same day. Mm. Vigilant weeding is particularly <clears throat> vital when your plants are still keikis, which is the Hawaiian word for young kiddos of both animal and plant species. The Ogham language, similarly, uses plant and tree-based orthography even in its word for people, both in this case derived from the same linguistic root. I wasn't aware of either of these historical tidbits by the time my sons were born, but we gave both of them plant middle names. That's all very nice and on theme, but I still feel for my colleague Melody Heidel, the coordinator on a University of Hawaii project for which I served as an affiliated researcher, who was in the field every day boxing guinea grass and morning glory. With no real cold season at our latitude, Heidel said, potential competition from weeds can be continuous, so we have to keep them in check a bit, especially when they're cakeys. Plan your seed, and the race is on. The phenomenon occurs not just in the subtropics and not just with weeds. 
by August, both our Oregon and Vermont crops were growing an inch and a half per day, almost visibly. This is more daily growth than some adult humans experience emotionally in their whole lives. Once you get into a sort of alpha state from the bee symphony, staring at the plants mid-season is like watching a minute hand. <laughs> I suggest making hand weeding at least part of your strategy, even up to 10 or 20 acres. For one thing, once your hemp is established, it proves a dang solid weed suppressor itself, meaning the work is most intense early in the season when you're fresh and the visibility is better. You'll be in the field anyway, per Bill Althaus's advice. You might as well do some isometric bending. Weeding is relaxing, another excuse to be outside a little longer. In addition to weeding, farmers also like to overthink and tweak their watering strategies. This is perhaps to be expected. A plant, like a human, is 60 to 80% water. We sense the importance of having a watering plant, but we tend to be helicopter parents. Once perhaps three-quarters of a field is planted, the farmer mind starts leaping to everything that has been done once it's 100% planted. Of course, how or if you want to water should be dialed in well before planting day. But that doesn't mean you'll ever stop thinking how to keep those roots moist, but not too moist, after planting. By this point, with various projects, I've used just about every watering mode, from sprinklers supplying a well in Oregon, to acres-long pivots raining Columbia River water on Colville hemp by a huge rickety pump. In New Mexico, I'm running a solar-powered, gravity-fed drip line with supplemental hand-watering as necessary in the plant's early vegetative pre-flower state. And I've dry-cropped every year in Vermont, but that's like saying Alaskan ski resorts don't use artificial snow. It's wet enough from the sky. Planting, unlike harvest, can take place in a light rain. It won't sink your tractor, but it feels like super good karma when it rains on the day after planting as half two years running in the Green Mountain State. Knowing this, you tend to finish up planting days by doing the same rain dance farmers have done for 8,000 years. Be sure to use your steady, moderate rain to facilitate germination, not millennial floods likes moisture at germination but doesn't need a bath. Just dampness at that magic moment of seed contact. After that, it doesn't want its feet too wet, especially once flowering ends. But even at germination, more folks, myself included, tend to overwater than underwater. In short, drop it in the ground, moisten it for a day or two, and the hemp will know what to do. If it's good seed and decent soil, it'll come up. Flowering is stimulated in a hemp plant after the summer solstice, when the days begin getting shorter. Once your keikis are up and established, the best course for watering throughout the vegetative stage, or veg if you want to sound hip, mm -hmm. is once again to follow Bill Althaus's counsel and carefully watch the crop. If the leaves are dripping bit, the plant is thirsty. In some climates, this will be almost daily and some less frequently. It can depend on the time of year, too. In Colorado, fields need much more water in July than in June. Just one state south in New Mexico, it's the opposite, as long as our months rains come off time. Back in May 2018 at planting time, Edgar had a few last-second thoughts about where Chris had positioned the sprinkler heads that were mounted to fence posts at various points in the field. 
So with minimal whining, we repositioned a half dozen of these just when the seed drill and tractor were, for the moment, working. On average, we wound up watering that field about every third day. That Oregon hemp canopy kept the crop shockingly moist even during the peak of the 2018 wildfire when the rest of the region was panting. I learned this around mid-season when Edgar grabbed my arm one afternoon while I was trying to determine the gender of a plant and said, that's something for you to feast your fingers on. What he was showing me was how wet our soil was compared to the ground exposed to the flame-parched world outside the range of our crop. In fact, the very air was easily 10 degrees cooler at ground level inside the hemp field than outside it. In an aerial photo taken this day, I can see how dry everything around the field was. In fact, I can actually see the wildfire smoke in the background. Our soil stayed moist the whole season, long after the leaf canopy prevented the sprinklers from getting much water to the base of our plants. The hemp was protecting an entire ecosystem, including us. Right through harvest, Edgar, Chris, and I used to crouch down in the lush field just to get a break from the smoky haze. Outside of water and weeding protocol adjustments, a third important element to keep in mind is organic certification paperwork. Usually, a large part of this is documenting your field's planting history and soil amendments. For that first organic certification in Vermont, our field had no history of amendments or planting, which made things a lot easier. Generally speaking, organic rules mandate that prior to certification, three years must pass since any non-organic pesticide or herbicide applications. Each state has its own mode for organic certification, and there are also third-party certifiers who will travel to you if you want to go that route. Start with your State Department of Agriculture website to find out how to get rolling. In some states, the paperwork can be a pain. It was relatively easy in Vermont, but it's worth it. When it comes to applying anything to soil or plants, without question, cultivate your hemp in organic fashion from your first crop, regardless of whether you go for USDA certification. I recommend you do. On top of the value the certification adds to your harvest, Organic products are better for all critters, microscopic and macroscopic. Without delving too deeply into the legitimate debate about the viability of any federal standard designed by lawyers to fit 300 million consumers, at least organic certification means you are avoiding some of the more disastrous chemicals designed for monoculture over the past century. As Nutiva's John Rulak reminded me recently, Industrial agricultural runoff is the number one polluter of oceans. Something that becomes clearer to me every season and might be helpful to keep in mind as you approach your final weeding, watering, and organic soil prep strategy is this. You'll learn your own field. It may take more than one season, but you'll probably still get a decent harvest the first time out. Think soil health, work with a sense of gratitude that you're not in an office and the plants will follow. <clears throat> As a midwife, I'm the kind of guy who likes to thank the plants verbally for all the oxygen I'm breathing, all the carbon they're sequestering, all the good health I'm enjoying while tending to them. But it's not much of a stretch to say that as an outdoor hemp farmer, you deserve some of the thanks too. Edgar, as usual, 
best a few days after 2018 Oregon planting, when the first cakeys had appeared, our winter atrophied mussels had turned their groaning down a notch, and we had retired to the pond adjacent to our field. Well, he observed, feeding a handful of hemp seed to the koi, that's another milestone in our caps. <laughs> Whether you account for your plants as individuals or by the hundreds of acres, every hemp crop is sacred. It builds you while you build soil. Heading back to the Funky Butte Ranch following four 2018 plantings that spanned 70 degrees of longitude, I felt physically strong and mentally healthy, which is to say, ready for the next series of problems, <laughs> the mid-season ones. Chapter 7, The Mid-Season Panic Attack, Rookie time. Focus. Colville Travel Land near Omak, Washington, 2017. Wednesday, Wednesday. I found as a general rule of life that the things you think are going to be the scaliest nearly always turn out not so bad after all. P.G. Woodhouse, The Inimitable Jeeves. It's usually around 60 days into the season that a farmer jerks awake in the night, panting with a premonition about something biblical going wrong in the field. Might be hail, deer invasion, or state inspectors insisting on testing cola flowers. Hmm. Last summer, a colleague shot me the most adorable picture featuring a nest full of just hatched brush of some kind. They were asking for breakfast from the middle of the hemp field. The adorableness wasn't the reason for the note, at least not the only reason. She also wondered if the family's superfood dining habits might prove a significant detriment to the harvest. You're going to have a mid-season panic attack surrounding your first hemp crop. It's just probably not going to be for the right reasons. That's because the debut season hemp farmer usually freaks out only about the field rather than also thinking about the great unknown that lies beyond harvest. For instance, one morning late in the summer of 2017, I woke to a series of horticultural text images from eastern Washington by a request to report to the coal field to investigate. My heart was heavy as I sipped my hemp, turmeric, and blueberry shake that morning. For one thing, few demands of modern life are more grating than trying to sufficiently enlarge a phone-transmitted image to the size one would need to begin to make an actual diagnosis about anything botanical. Hmm. Was that an aphid or someone's elbow? What became clear was that in at least portions of the tribe's 60-acre field, the outer perimeter of the leaves on the just-starting-to-flower field were turning yellow in a sort of jagged pattern. Hmm. Suddenly, I was viscerally experiencing the spot-on nature of Bill's advice about the ceaseless vigilance required when your living depends on Mother Nature. Hmm. I was not dirty at this moment, but I wanted to be. If a crop is showing evidence of distress by August, it's not necessarily too late to do something about it. And you should address the issue, even though it's almost definitely the result of pre-season soil realities or genetics. The alarm itself is what matters, not the cause. Whether or not the steps you, the helicopter parent, take to deal with the field issue are the catalyst. That field issue tends to get resolved. It feels like a code red at the time, but you'll live to fight another day. 
partly that's because you can often treat the symptoms, say a crop that is late to transition from veg to flower. Thirst is generally the easiest plant message to understand and mitigate. Pests, weeds, or unauthorized critter visits are next easiest. Nutrient surplus or deficiency is harder. And genetics being already in the ground are impossible to mitigate until next season. In Colville that season, it seemed to be a nutrient issue plus the crop's underlying genetics. But the real reason to take a field issue in the stride is that plants are smart. That might sound like a compliment to some ears, even a woo-woo declaration. But when you give it some thought, years, 120 million years longer. Crappy little feed, and they're like, okay, now you need to have this. 
All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to Weekday Wednesday. We love you guys each and every week. We look forward to our show. Go to TumbleweedHealthCenter.com and check it out. Check out all the groovy things. There's videos and news and information and fun stuff. Uh, and remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. That's right. Smoke some weed. Thank you for being the weed day Wednesday. Have an awesome day, everybody.